The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Yep. The Make My Damn Movie Podcast. This is where we talk about the movie industry, focusing on screenwriting and the challenges of actually getting a movie produced. I'm Mark Reynolds, along with Tom Swain, and we're on episode number three. Three, baby. Oh, wait. Hold on. Shut up. Here. There. There we go. I'm going to milk these sound effects. <laughs> Got to use them. Yes, you do. Shut up! <laughs> All right. Now, today, I thought we would discuss a specific screenplay that I wrote called Radio Chaos. We talked about it a little bit in our first podcast. Yes. And that was because that was the first one written, and it was a disaster in the beginning, <laughs> and it was 500 pages, and there was a story in there somewhere, and I had to kind of get it all out, right? Yeah. So I had yeah. to edit, 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 and here we are. And then um, we talked a little bit about getting feedback and reviews and things like that, submitting to contests and competitions and all of that. And okay. how much it helps. And how much it does help. Yeah. And then you get a bad one. So Yeah, after all of the retooling and, and the revisions, and my voice sounds like shit right now because I'm sick, by and, the way. And let's just pray. That you do not get me sick, because if you it's do, it's not viral anymore. That's what well, everyone says. They either say I'm not contagious anymore, or I just have allergies, and they're full of crap. You've got Lysol. Just spray it down. Spray the board down, and mm -hmm. don't worry, I will. Microphones. Don't worry, I will. All right. So, Radio Chaos. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a synopsis of what Radio Chaos is, what okay. this screenplay is, okay? It's a coming-of-age comedy, okay? Here's the logline. This is the official logline for Radio Chaos. A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's small-town radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city. Got it? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm the one that's sick. What the hell are you doing? You just got me sick. Uh, it's okay. all in your no. head. Okay. Normally, we'd edit that out. Or, a, a well, a professional podcaster would edit that out, but we're not that. Uh, no. Okay, moving Fuck on. Them. Okay, so set in the early 80s, the story is about a tenacious 17-year-old named Brian Parker whose goal is to be a radio disc jockey. Okay, this is what the movie's about. He begins paying his dues by scoring his first gig at a rural country music station, but quickly learns that the degenerate owner has run it into the ground and plans to shut it down. Following me? Mm -hmm. Okay. Faced with losing his big break, he persuades the absentee owner to let him keep the station on the air by working for free, but he leaves out one tiny detail. Brian plans on switching the format to heavy metal to use it as a tryout for the huge rock station in the city. What he didn't expect was the obstinate station manager, Country Harry Boyd, offering to keep an eye on things from time to time. Wah, wah, wah. Wait. Yeah. Hmm? There you go. Okay. 
Brian presses on and enlists his girlfriend, Heather Godwin, to muster a makeshift staff of college interns who have to deal with the harsh reality that businesses need capital to operate. Can a ragtag group of kids juggle keeping a radio station on the air, partying, and battling a crusty station manager? So that's the synopsis of Radio Chaos. Okay. So when I first sent that out, of course, it was like, you suck. Oh, the first time? Holy shit. Big time. 300 pages. Okay, it was bad. And then edit it down. You deal with the bad notes. You kind of fuss and scream and punch things. And then you think, "Eh, there's some good ideas in there. And you edit it down. And then you send it out again. And you go through that process a few times until you really narrow it down and cut it down to a nice little screenplay. Right? Right? Okay. Under 120 pages. Exactly. Okay. So I send it into a competition, the ISA. International Screenwriters Association. This is the fast track. This is a competition. Big one. Yeah. Yep. And I get this feedback, okay? And this is what? A couple years ago? Right. So I it's think. already like, you know, really honed down, yeah. edited down, revision after revision after revision, okay? And here's the feedback. What a treat. Well, bam, you're already excited, right? Exactly. And that is nice to read. First thing out, yeah. Yeah. We usually get a music biopic that's based on musicians and rarely, if ever, based on the other people who make the music happen and bring it to the world at large. This is a refreshing take on that. Instead of rockers, we get those who rocked to it and had to share it with the world. Okay? Brian, who's the lead character, correct? Mm -hmm. Brian's obsessed with becoming a big-time radio DJ. We get his dream, his goal, right off the bat, so we know where he's at and where he wants to go. Brian's got serious ambitions, and he knows what he wants. That makes for an active protagonist. Major, major importance. Correct? Correct. His drive is driving the narrative, which is so important. Okay? This is a solid setup of his ordinary world and clues us in to where the story could end up. Either he makes it, or he doesn't. Simple, high stakes. Mm-hmm. Now, this goes on to talk about some of the characters. Um, one of the characters in this screenplay is Will Funkhauser, and that's Brian's mentor at the little country radio station. You following right, me? Right. Am I explaining this okay? I think okay. everybody can follow along. Okay. So this guy reads the screenplay, of course, the feedback continues. Will is so angry. It's hilarious. So That's the point. he likes it. Right. He's been burned in the industry for so long that his cynicism is part of him now. And he feels the only way he can act out is to be angry. Right. He likes it. There's a group of college kids that we talked about in the synopsis that Brian recruits from a little college. Right, to run the radio mm-hmm. station. To help him. And one of them is a guy named Rick Olson, who's a complete nerd dweeb, but a stoner. They're right. all stoners. It was the 70s. Of or course. Early 80s. 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 Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Rick is an idiot. 
It's great. So you read stuff like this. That's what this says. I'm reading verbatim. Rick is an idiot. It's great. He thinks if he becomes a DJ and tells everyone, he'll automatically have women hanging all over him. What a sore day when reality hits him. Yeah. So, okay. So are you following me? Good exactly. review. Right? That's right. And this was one of many for this particular that's, that's screenplay. True. So a couple years later, just a few months ago, this competition came up, a local competition, a Virginia screenplay competition. And we've worked on this screenplay even after receiving that glowing review. Mm-hmm. Of even course. honed it down even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. You have to keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. Something will come to you. Yeah. Well, I can take that out. You know what's interesting is that there's scenes that have been in the screenplay for Months and months and years. Years, yeah. And you're like, it's just in there. And it's just kind of part of the landscape. And then all of a sudden you take it out. And and you're like, oh, no, it's better. Yeah. Yeah. So don't think that everything has to stay. The thing that, oh, that I just love that scene so much. It's got to stay. Not true all the time. Yeah, people cling to things that, that don't need to be in their screenplays. Absolutely. Anyway, so this Virginia screenplay competition comes about, right? And I'm like, well, this is written about Virginia. Perfect. Already. Right. Don't have to change anything. It's a, you have to live in the state. So I'm like, oh, Check. that's really narrowed down, right. right? It's got to have parts of Virginia in it. Check. Check. Right? Done. They're going to love this fucking thing. So I'm taking this screenplay going to enter this screenplay and by gosh I'm going to win. Yeah. I already had the trope I <laughs> I took a place on a mantle. Mm. Scooched everything over. I wonder why that's where that the trope empty. It's true. Okay. So done, right? Okay, all done. Then you get the analysis back. And I'm going to read it. And then we'll talk about why these people are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so here was the analysis. This was a fun read on the whole, and most sections had decent narrative momentum. That's a great foundation for a strong screenplay. Now, that's not bad. No. Then, the word you dread, however. There's there's not a huge but. There's a however. However. That's not good. I fully believe this is based on a true story as it has some of the earmarks of an initial attempt at a memoir. The author can see all of their own pasts in their head, so when they read their script, they see more detail and nuance on the page than the reader can. The reader can sense the author's nostalgia and love for this bygone era, but they're held at a distance because of the lack of precision, detailed, or world-building. Can I stop here for a second? Yeah, Okay. that contradicted what was said before. Right here. Because this other one, the ISA, a real contest. (laughs) This is a solid setup of his ordinary world. Right. If anything, we've gone in to make the screenplay even more detailed Mm -hmm. and taken the fluff out. So I, I don't know what this imbecile saw. Fuck you, Virginia, whatever you are. Yeah. Stupid contest. Anyway, I'm going to read on because we're going to discuss how you deal with this. Yeah. 
One of the key parts of any narrative is where to begin and where to end. This screenplay begins too early and ends too soon. The first scene with Brian as a kid can be cut and it doesn't add anything to the plot. And we never return to that time frame or see his parents again. The opening scene is of Brian as a 10 year old. Right. Playing radio station in his bedroom. It just shows that that's what he dreamed of. Exactly. I'm going to say pretty much every single bit of feedback the screenplay has gotten, every one and coverage, they pointed out that's a great opening scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at one time we took it out and people complained about it and said, put it back in. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm, so you get the gist. Yeah, that that yeah. that's kind of where this 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 went, and you get something like that. How do you deal with that? Because it's like, okay, yeah, it's a small little contest. Mm-hmm. It's a local contest, statewide contest. Not that many people are are entering. There's not a bunch of people in the state of Virginia that are screenwriters. I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot, but I mean, not yeah. national, internationally. You know, comparatively, it's not Southern California, right? So it's like, okay, so there's that. How do you deal with that? I mean, do you just brush that off? Well, I can't. I mean, you get it, that, yeah. and it fucks it with your, your head. head. It gets in your head. Are you gonna turn your phone off? Who is that? Crap. I'm not gonna answer that on there. Okay, so. Now, see, screw me up here. That phone. That's my job. Dum, 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 dum. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So you take that, right? And you put that into your head and you get this bad review and you're thinking, okay, yeah, it's a small little deal, but does it really matter? It does. No. And no, no, yes, no, no. You're wrong. I it mean, does. It's going to get in your head yeah. and bother you. So so how do you, you take that and you really go into it and you do what you normally do when you get a bad review and right. you get them kick and you scream. just kind of kick and scream, punch walls. And then you think about it for a few days and you're like, you know what? Maybe there were some good ideas in there. This one, there were right. There, there really weren't. It was just an op-ed. Yeah. Basically. So, exactly. So I went in there and I kind of went line by line and thought, okay, is there anything in here that I can use to maybe make this screenplay a little better? Although it's great <laughs> as it sits, as are all seven of them. Uh-huh. And you can go to makemydamnmovie.com and read all the log lines. And if you would like more information on them, you can contact us. So do that. And request one. But Or seven. The whole point of these reviews is to make your screenplay better. Right. Okay. They're used to hone it down. Yeah. But there's nothing here that really, you know, helped me in any way, shape, or form to, to make it better. Right. Okay. So, said, having said that, you would think, okay, whatever. It still messes with my head. Yeah. It still does. Because you never want to hear someone say, oh, that sucks. Right? right. I mean, that's what you don't want to ever hear from anybody. Now, I took this thing and I really did put it aside again. And I thought, you know, I'm going to give it a few days, and then I'm going to read it again. Again. So there you go. I'm reading this thing. It's not doing anything for me. So it's still in my mind, though. So how do you get that out? I mean, still, right now, to this day, just reading that just pissed me off. Hmm. So how do you get past it? 
How do you get past it? Man, you know? I don't know. I guess the way I could probably get past it is read all the good ones that I got. Right. Right? Go over those again. But it does mess with your head, and you kind of wonder, oh, is this just a bad screenplay? Especially if you can't do anything with the criticism. Exactly. So what there was nothing there to pull out right. to use to make the screenplay better. Right. Right? So, again... It's kind of still in the back of my head, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of people. There's there's actually producers that have uh, been very interested in this screenplay as it sits. Yeah. And believe me, it's been a labor of love. It's taken me a long time to get it to where it's at. Love and hate. You know that. Oh, yeah. And putting it aside for what? Months. Months. Yeah. And just saying, eh, it's no good. It's not going to happen. Then you pull it back out, and he's like, oh, I can... Anyway, back to this. So you get into this analysis, and it's still in the back of my mind, even though I don't agree with any of it, except the good parts. <laughs> of course. So I'm just wondering if you just kind of toss it aside I guess I think that uh, you're your worst own worst critic. You've said that, mm -hmm. and so uh, you kind of just roll with the punches. Just sucks. It yeah. really does to get something like that. And to th here's the stupid me. Okay, I truly thought, and I never do. You know that. I send these things out, and I'm like, I'm never gonna, mm -hmm. never gonna win. It's comedy for one, right? right? But I really, in the back of my mind, down deep in my soul, thought this was going to win. But look, look at the winner of the Virginia contest. Not a comedy. So that right there should give you some hope. No, it doesn't no do hope. anything for me. Okay. Not one damn thing. <laughs> it's just really upsetting because you think, wow, there's people that are probably taking their screenplays, right, and reworking them to fit Virginia in there. Right. Correct? This already had all of yeah, that. Yeah, it was from the start. I mean, nothing had to be changed. It was always about rural Virginia, Washington, D.C., and I didn't have to change one thing. Maybe right? that's what's <clears throat> pissing you off even more. It is. <laughs> Of course it is. It's definitely what it is. Yeah. It's like, what the hell, man? What do you got to do? But my point is, is that I really believe that this was going to win. And that's stupid. So don't ever think you're yeah. going to do well. That's you're the just lesson. setting yourself up for <laughs> major disappointment. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. It's still in the back of my head. Yeah. This, I've had this for a couple months now, I guess. But yeah. you got way up there. What was uh, it, third? No, that's in another competition. Oh, okay. That's for Hit Escape, another... Oh, yeah. Again, makemydamnmovie.com. You can find out all about all this stuff. So I don't know. Um, I guess the advice that, that I could give is that you just kind of try to take out the stuff that you can use to make your screenplay better. Exactly. And some stuff you're just not going to agree with. And again, it's all subjective. So mm -hmm. one person's going to read it and love it, as we just saw, or mm -hmm. I just read. And then another person's going to hate it. And that's why when you see bad movies on TV or yeah. at the theater. Like, how the hell did this piece of shit get made? Exactly. And that 
is another thing that could be a positive for you. Well, that got made. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That piece I just of sat through this piece of garbage and that got made. So there's hope know. for all of us. Okay. So I think that uh, what I'm going to do here is just maybe put this aside and try to put it out of my mind because it really has been bugging me. It really has. And it shouldn't. It's I, just a stupid little dumb contest, a regional thing mm-hmm. that some douchebag sitting in his mommy's basement while he's slapping his <laughs> sack around, you know, I'll show that asshole. Yeah. I know best. This guy thinks he's a screenwriter. Watch this. Well, he took a course at uh, Northern Virginia Community College, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's he on top of it. Pound your nutsack. There you go, buddy. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll do. All right. Just uh, put it in the back of your mind. Okay. So you want to do uh, log lines again? Oh God. Let's do that. You know what? People Everybody like that. out there <laughs> that uh, got back to me, made fun of me for the Pulp Fiction one. You get behind this microphone and do this. No. No. A log line is a brief. Summary of a film or TV show providing both a synopsis and of the, of the show and a hook to stimulate the the reader. Right. So you're supposed to like it's just a one sentence thing that's like, wow, I got to see that movie. Yeah, it's even we, less than an elevator. Pitch. We did this last podcast. I read some. Log lines, and you tried to guess what movie they were yeah, from. And I got berated. Yeah, you did get berated. And you should have, to be honest. Because, come on. You didn't get the I wasn't 100%. Okay, so you want to do this? Sure. It was fun. People yeah, liked it. I'm sure it was We fun. got a lot of good comments on it. Mm-hmm. That you were stupid. Yeah. So that's good. Thanks. Okay, here's the first one. A complete imbecile struggles to make it through life on his own until a strange invention makes him unbelievably wealthy. You know that one? Oh, man. A complete imbecile struggles to make it through life on his own until a strange invention makes him unbelievably wealthy. Flubber? The jerk, Steve Martin. Oh, shit. Remember that? Glasses. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in decades. Great. That's a great one. Okay, next one. In London, four very different people team up to commit armed robbery. Then try to double cross each other for the loot. In London, four very different people team up to commit armed robbery. Huh. Then try to double cross each other for the loot. What? I'll give you a hint. What? Asshole! Oh. A Fish Called Wanda. Oh, man. I've only seen that once. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I know. It's on my list. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next one? You're not doing well. No. <laughs> Physically and mentally. That's true. A male nurse meets his girlfriend's parents before proposing, but her suspicious father is every date's oh. worst nightmare. Meet the parents. Okay. Got one. This is an easy one. Yeah. An unemployed actor with a reputation for being difficult disguises himself as a woman to get a role in a soap opera. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Tootsie. 
I've God. never seen that movie. Are you kidding me? Never seen it. All of it. Okay, watch it today. Okay. No, really. That's a good one. Okay. Next one. <clears throat> Goaded by his buddies, a nerdy guy who's never done the deed only finds the pressure mounting when he meets a single mother. 40-year-old virgin. You're That's doing pretty good. One. I like that one. A bored married couple is surprised to learn that they are both assassins hired by competing agencies to kill each other. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm. I'm not liking it when you're getting this. Hey, too bad. Okay, a pushy boss forces her young assistant to marry her in order to keep her visa status in the U.S. and avoid deportation to Canada. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's got Betty White in it. Can I think of the title? A pushy boss forces her young assistant to marry her in order to keep her visa status in the U.S. and avoid deportation to Canada. Ah, the proposal. Ah, Ryan Reynolds, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, man. What? That one. Sharon. Know. Ah, crap. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. A couple of high school grads spend one final night cruising the strip with their buddies before they go off to college. Come on. Oh. George Lucas film. Uh, uh, American. Oh, shit. What is it? American Graffiti. Ah! <laughs> what a I had American in there. Not good enough. Yeah, that should have been. Day late and a dollar short. I got George Lucas in there. That's one of his, either his first movie or. He didn't get it. Whatever. Stop. When you're explaining, you're losing. Uh, All right, last one. You ready? That can be said for screenplays. That's true. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Okay. See how I tied that into screenplay? Yeah, stop doing that. A listless and alienated teenager decides to help his new friend win the class presidency in their small Western high school while he must deal with his bizarre family life back home. Napoleon Dynamite? You got yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great one. There you go. I got most of them this time. Yeah, you got a few. Pulp Fiction. Jesus. Yeah, well, that was last time. All right, so there you go. The logline game. People <laughs> liked it. Is this going to be a fucking thing? Yeah, it's going to be a fucking thing. Oh, damn it. All right, so um, I think what we're going to do is move on here and say that we're done. Yeah, I think we've tortured them enough. I do, too. Thank you so much for checking us out. And again, go to our website, makemydamnmovie.com. If you want to contact us, there's a contact page on there. There's also the screenplay page, and you can listen to the podcast on that page. And leave us reviews. Yeah, good ones. Yes. Right? Always Five good. Five stars. All right. That's it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.